G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Yes, it is the overnight crowd here on SEN, your home of sport. Crystal clear through the SEN app, of course, and through your digital radio dials. Paul Sebastiani here with you in the SEN studios, bringing you up to 3 a.m. Melbourne time, Australian Eastern Daylight Saving Time. But uh, we are going to be joined now by uh, Italian soccer scout and coach uh, from Atalanta. He's the Oceanic Scout here uh, in Australia. He goes by the name of Domenico Gangemi. A very good evening to you, Dom. How are you? How are you? How are you? I'm very good. You? Very, very well. Thank you. Thank you very much for for joining us uh, on the overnight crowd. It's uh, much appreciated. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, what what your role is with with Atalanta and what your role is is here in Australia as well. Yeah. Look. I, yes. Uh, first of all, I want to just say thank you to invite me on your on, on your on the radio. Uh, it's an honor for me. So thank you very much. Not a problem. And just apologize in advance for my strong Italian accent. That's all right. Uh, Not a problem. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, hopefully people don't get, you know, get, it's going to be too much. But anyway, so yes, I'm, um, uh, as you say, I'm a professional licensed coach with I, you know, uh, I've been in Coverciano, the school of manager in Italy in 2018. Uh, I, I represent Atalanta here in Australia. And at the moment, I'm, I'm based in Perth, mm-hmm. but I'm running a development project under the umbrella of Atalanta. It started three years ago, just before the COVID. And the plan is that once a year, obviously we start now again. Once a year, we go, we go in Bergamo just to test our development, you know, and just give the opportunity to my local player to benchmark it with the, you know, with the Atalanta youth. So that's uh, that's basically. You know the, the the objective. Of yeah, course, of yes. This, so of, you 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 benchmark the Australian players with the yeah. players over in Atalanta in in Italy, and, and you compare. Exactly. Also, as you say before, I'm obviously I'm I'm representing I'm a club representative Atalanta here in Oceania, which is obviously my job is across uh, two main areas. With the first one is scouting, and the second one is uh, managing the affiliation and all the uh, project, international project under the Atalanta Academy uh, methodology and um, and philosophy. Beautiful. So that's, Fantastic. That's what, uh, this is my, yeah, my this job. Your job. Beautiful. So where, yeah. before we get onto the development pathways and all the tactical side of things, yeah. where, where did your, where did your love for, for football start? Where, where did it all start? Was it as a child in Italy here or uh, well, how did it begin? My, my love for football, I think, as soon as I was born. I <laughs> uh, always been asking my parents. They always been always play with soccer ball. Even refused to play with any other team. So, <laughs> so uh, I think something that you have embodied in your in your DNA. And now, oh, well, um, obviously, I start to play young. When I was eight, I played twenty five years for the same club in Italy. I reached the fourth division as my level, mm-hmm. which is now is uh, still fourth division in Italy, semi professional. Then I start to coach. Uh, I'm more than 25 years there, 23 years there I'm coaching. So uh, 
as I said, uh, you know, just I love the game, but also I love to teach the game. And I use the game as a vehicle to help players and, you know, people um, during their football journey, you know, sometimes just with a coffee or a chat. <laughs> and, you know, I love to embrace the challenge of the, you know, of the development and lead players to explore and develop their skills. That's fantastic. So that's, that's my love. Beautiful. Fantastic. Uh, we're speaking with uh, Dominic Ganjami here. He's the, uh, the, the Oceanic representative uh, for Atalanta out here in Australia. You, you just spoke about, you mentioned the development, Dominic. Uh, what, what's from an Australian, when we look at Australia as a soccer nation, as a football nation, yeah. the FFA, where are they going right with the development and where do you think they're going wrong in areas that they need to improve? Uh, look, well, it's a um, it's a bit tricky question mm-hmm. because I'm obviously I'm been um, I'm shared between obviously Italy and Australia. Also, I have a strong uh, uh, connection in Spain and England, mm-hmm. which is I have a lot of colleagues that I met during one of my scouting co- professional course in England, and we're sharing you know problems and you know what is development look for, how things works over there, and how so I can. I can definitely say that I have my opinion, but also my idea about what the difference between countries and what works, what can work here. So first of all, uh, look, I will say that for my opinion, for, I can say that Australia is potentially a good country to develop footballers. Mm-hmm. That's why I convinced Atalanta to invest here, okay. you know, through my job. So yes. just, um, just to name some, just to name a few points, look, majority, Facility here, majority club, are so well, the one I know and mm-hmm. the one I've seen with my eyes is they have a great facility. Mm-hmm. Even sometimes the all, not all the club have properly football facility, but, you know, the beautiful grass, nice surface, you know, fantastic. And also always open to, for everyone who wants to practice the game, you know. Um, about development, I think the mentality here is very competitive. Mm-hmm. In a, as a as a country, just not for soccer, but also for other sport, which is competitiveness obviously is aligned with the game, and kids do a lot of sport at school, which helps to improve their multilaterality and motor skills. Um, community level, I, I have to say, in Australia, the clubs doing a great job to manage large number of kids and give everyone an opportunity to play. Uh, some states like Western Australia, maybe Queensland or Maybe Victoria a little bit less about the climate, which mm-hmm. is you know some states are very good climate across the world here. So yes, people people can do sport the world here, and and a lot of good people that obviously volunteer their time. So look, look, there's a lot of good points, you know that if I compare with like say Italy or other countries, so I, I I know professional club overseas they struggle with the fields. They don't have mm-hmm. they don't have enough uh, soccer field to to have a properly, you know, uh, to run the properly training session. So, uh, and ha- and we go here. So we got a lot of good things that could help Australia to develop a better player. Okay. So this is for me some of the positive points. Uh, then, if you want to watch the coins from the other side of the coin now. Yes. Uh, so I know you're gonna maybe ask me this question, and I want to go back. Look, for ask me to this question. I want to go back just 20 years ago. Okay. When, um, okay. You, you know about when we, you know, we, there's a lot of talk, we were a lot of talking about the gold generation. 
Yes. Remember the gold generation of players? Yes. Australian players? Kuhl, Cahill, Viduka. Viduka. Yes. Colosimo. Colosimo. All those people. Bresciano. Yeah. Bresciano. So um, this, this is a fantastic report that people can go and find online. It's very accessible to Google online. They put gold generation. So this, there was a big job done for um, uh, a society that, that asked, look what they did. They just interviewed them. Mm -hmm. and tried to ask them what, you know, can you tell us about how you became, I don't know, Colosimo, Viduca, or whatever, Grella, no? And when they interview all of them, just they wrote down just a few key points, okay? So, and so, I want to just tell you these things. It's important for me. So, all of them grew up at the same club within their community, all right? So, they build relationship and social skills. The parents were busy at work, and the time in the club was used to build the club, mm -hmm. of socializing not inside the field. So no pressure or or any type of, uh, you know, um, intrusion on the, of on course. the development. Of course. They used to play hours and hours by themselves. So they self-organized. Yeah, okay, <laughs> so okay, they okay. they loyalty to the club, and they they feel they felt cared and safe in that, which is a perfect environment to learn, skill, and reach the, the, the maximum potential. So, so... How we consider if we consider how things are going now, the answer is there, Paul. So if we take all these points and we pro and we put all these points in where are we now, in our society, in, in the way football is going, then you can see already the problems. So today football is not a game anymore. For yeah. some some environment for these kids is a job. Mm, okay, it's it's interesting. So you think maybe for the kids, there's a little bit is a little bit less fun. Do you think involved with it now? A little bit less now? fun. Okay. A little bit less fun. A little bit too much commitment. Too much. Too much. Okay. Um, okay. So I tell you something. Um, statistics say that the drop off of 13, 14, 15 years old in football, not just in Australia, but you know across the globe, it's happened because the kids they play don't have fun anymore. Okay. It's no more fun. So the training session, the game is no fun because um, you know the competitiveness uh, of the pressure to win overtake the the enjoyment of the game. Okay. So so now the pressures from everywhere, kids. So kids are for me, kids are overall made of quantity instead of quality coaching. Okay. So it, it, the kids don't have time to develop. Okay. So there's not enough coaches with uh, pedagogical and psychological competences. To mm -hmm. teach instead of coaching, which is a very, for me, uh, big point. Because you know what? When we when we are in the field that we put down a training session, so we need to ask us questions to ourselves as a coaches. Right. So when I'm coaching, I'm sure that my kids are learning mm -hmm. or, or just repeating what I'm asking them to do. Because it's different. Of course. It's different, of to, course. <laughs> it's different to do things and learn how to do things. Okay. So, you know, this is another key key point. Then another key point, there's not enough top football in television at decent time. So kids can wake up at 3 a.m. like of I course. do yes. to watch English Premier League or Serie A mm -hmm. or La Liga, whatever. Mm -hmm. Which is, you know, uh, this is this is important to know that we're, uh, the brain, the, the brain is a different way we can learn things. We can also learn watching other people that do practice sport. You know, kids watch... 20, 10, 12, 6, 7, 8 games a week. Well, that's make a huge impact in his brain. 
you know, to read, watch the game, perception, anticipation, and and then he will then reflect on his on his football. All right. So that's the difference between maybe here and overseas. Okay. You know, between uh, two kids the same same age. Fantastic. Um, okay. It's a very good insight. Things, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. There's another things I say. I just go through things I noticed from my experience here. Eh? So. Uh, I want to just say a few things about the Hempfield system. The Hempfield system, you know, the, the, the National League, National Premier League competition. So this is uh, the the NPL National Premier yeah, League competition. The, so yeah, this is junior, this is for the junior. for the audience junior. listening. This is just the level below A League in Australia. Yeah, and I'm talking about the NPL youth system. Yes. Okay. okay. Yes. So uh, I I witnessed the start of the NPL because when I came here, there was just start. Mm-hmm. And I was I was a bit curious about oh well let's see what this club step in this new competition how that works you know but year after year uh, I tell you and I seen I don't know hundred 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 games of you hundred I don't know uh, so far mm-hmm. and so the problem of the competition is that we create a perception the perception that we create that if you are not an NPL player thirteen or fourteen mm-hmm. it looks like you're not good enough. <laughs> this is ridiculous because that's not the way kids develop. Okay. You know what I mean? Because, you know, as I said before, the kids that I watching all those games, you know, I tell you, 60% of their kids are playing in an environment who doesn't fit their current abilities. So ah. they're not ready for that competition. So uh, the consequence of that means that slow down or completely stop their development. So that's where, that's you know, that's how also the sometimes the, 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 we cannot develop player because I believe that we have a, a lot of kids they not playing the, the the right level, you know, and they should have you know the opportunity to play in the competition that fit their their abilities. Ability, you know? okay. Of okay. course, that's that's uh, psychology. It's not dumb to say that. Okay. It's, uh, <laughs> so it's just to go, just spend some time to go and study and. And learn how you know, as I said, how we learn, how we we you know we how can we perform and become you know uh, the better we can be in any skills in life. So the solution is there is a solution. I say Paul has to be found in the people. Okay, okay. We need the right people with the right competence, um, because right people make difference. You know, of um, course. And uh, and when we talk about development, it's not opinion. But obviously, it's a fact. It's a, require a big preparation and, and experience, study, and extreme love for the development of players. So it's hard. It's not it an is. easy job. It takes no. a lot of commitment, a lot of desire, a lot of passion, and patience. So that's what is development. It's fantastic. Know? Okay. Love this is a very good insight. So, do do you think just before we get on to the next part, do you think it's it's an FFA problem? Football Federation Australia, do they need to solve it and understand that we have to develop these junior players in a different way? Look, um, look, I this is for my this is for my philosophy, the way I can see life. You know, mm-hmm. my lifestyle, how I approach my adversity during my. Uh, in everything I do, mm-hmm. okay, I'm not. I'm not fear. I don't fear to blame FFI or or any organization or, okay. or any club. I believe that that we are we all accountable. 
Of course. I feel accountable to make this game better in Australia. So I, I can't, um, to be honest, uh, I want to have, I want to meet people they feel they feel accountable. They say, "Now nah, I want to do my best to make these games better. Mm-hmm. I want to I want to I want to study more the game to be a better coach, and I want to see board members in clubs, yeah, give job to people with real competencies. Okay, mm-hmm. I want to see people in the field, the coaching kids with the right qualification, but not just a B C A license. I want to see people that been educated to go and teach." So if you are a teacher, you go to school and teach kids, yeah? How of course. to do math. Of course. At least you have to go to the university, correct? Correct. Yeah. Why people after one month of coaching course is allowed to go in the field and, and coach coach uh, coach players? Okay. So education of the coaches and the development education. coaches is a big thing. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. When as I said, we we, we all look as I, we all have to feel accountable. Who is involved in this game? We should step down, just, just sit down for a minute and say, okay, how can we make this sport better? But in a way, in a local club, okay. in a community, yep. in your club, in my club, in your town, you know, and FFI, obviously, they are a federation, you know, they, <laughs> all federations are the same. Italy the same, England the same. They do their best. Yeah. Let's say that. They do their best. Of course. Paul, they do their best. Of course. But we can change we can change we can change the things in our small world, you know? The, the, you know what I mean? So yes. in our in our daily behavior, the way we uh, wanna the way we approach the game, the way we wanna coach kids and we want to make the sport better. Fantastic. This beautiful game better. Yes. Of course, of course. Uh, we're speaking with uh, Dom Ganjami, the uh, the uh, oceanic scout here for Atalanta in the Serie A, Italian coach and, and scouter. Now, just before we let you go, Dom, it's been a great chat so far. It's been brilliant. Uh, this whole Christian Volpato situation, do you do you have an opinion on it? What, why do you think yeah. he would? Why do you think he would? And and I saw what Jose Mourinho had to say that he's made the right decision to to not go to the yeah. World Cup. What, yeah. what do you think would maybe turn his decision to say no to Australia and to say yes to Italy? Is it just the prestige, the prestige of playing for Italy, or is it more than just that? No, look, I think that I think that um, look, I know uh, I'm lucky to know the person that, that in Italy that gave him the, the gave him the trials of Roma. Okay, so I know the story of Olpato uh, very deep. You okay, know, uh, which is which is. Look, well, I don't think he's going. I don't think he he's wants to make a choice between one or the other. Mm-hmm. I think maybe for now, he thought that it's better for his development to maybe stay in Rome. He's still 18 years old. Correct. He's still, I know he has a debut in the first team, but I'm in this game for all my life, and I've seen a lot of players make a debut in two, three, four games, and I, then disappear mm. completely from the mm-hmm. from the in, from football. So. Um, Look, at the end, it's, it's decision, and as I said, uh, it has to be. Every, we are what we decide in life, so he will be obviously <laughs> have to deal with his decision. I don't know who's doing well or, or wrong, but but you have to. Tell, um, I want to say we another good important point about Volpato. So Volpato is an exception; it's not a rule, you know, because you know there's only one player on. Six hundred thousand. We sign a professional contract and stay pro, 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 professional for more than ten years. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of talking about Volpato, 
even the social media about, you know, uh, people blaming the system. Why, why did not pick him a day? You know, he was rejected, this and this, you know. But look, uh, I think that this is an opportunity for us to highlight the positive of this story, okay. which is which is what Paro can teach kids to not to don't give up like he did, you know, be resilient. Yes, of course. Be, uh, uh, make obstacle become your way. Nobody <laughs> outside you should determine who you are and how big you should dream. So why we always want to talk about the negative? Yeah, I can't handle this on social media. Highlight the positive. This kid wasn't selected, which is I know at least I can tell you now twenty names of players that was that wasn't selected in academy in Italy and now play in Syria. Mm -hmm. So this is life. This is obstacle. This is adversity it can happen. But the difference between who make it like him and who don't make it. It's just all the things I say, you know. If he he, he did just he did just not give up, you know. Then obviously he had the opportunity. Of course, if you you have, you have talent, have to meet the opportunity. Otherwise, if you have the opportunity and no talent or vice versa, you cannot have success in life. This is in any area, I believe. And you know, I think that is. Um, I wish him all the best as a player. And I believe that for him is a lifetime opportunity. And he had, look, if you think about how what happened to him, he went to Italy to Rome with Mourinho as a coach. Maybe if Rome had another coach, he wouldn't get the opportunity. That's very true. It's very, but very Mourinho true. Mourinho is a coach that he always get uh, youth opportunity. So, you know, as I said, it's it's a combination of a lot of factors for him. For, for him. Mm -hmm. So, and at the end of the day, you know, whatever. If we would play national Italian national team, look, don't with all the respect for Australia. Actually, I was born in Melbourne. Yes, I have to say that. So <laughs> I'm, I'm born in Australia. So I'm also I'm Australian as well. So obviously, so Paul, if you have to choose to play in the Italian national team, Australian national team, what did you, what you? What's going to be your choice? Come on. Well, it's, I understand. Of course. Of course. I know. But, I know. But, but who knows? Maybe he will change his mind. You know, but you know what? For me, it's great. He's an Australian player. He make it. He make it. That has to give us, all of us, the motivation to keep doing what we're doing. Keep working hard to make, to find the next full battle. Love it. I think, Dominic, I think that's the perfect way to end it on a positive note. Because Absolutely. that's what this chat has been about. But uh, Dominic Gunjamir joining us on the line. It's it's been a pleasure. Thank you for doing it for the first time. I'm sure this will be the first of many, Dom. Oh, grazie. Yeah. <laughs> we had actually just before we let you go, a, a gentleman called Brett off the text line here. He said, "Great interview and great accent." So so they like you here. Oh, thank you. Thank you. At least I'm positive. Uh, Paul, do I have? Can I have ten seconds? Yes, yes, go ahead. We're still on air. Yes, go ahead. Go ahead. Of course, go ahead. No, no. About the Atalanta. Yes. It's very important to say this is a big news for me for Australia. Yes. So as Atalanta, we signed our first official affiliation with Adelaide City Football okay. Club. Fantastic. So Adelaide City Football Club is officially the first Australian club that been affiliated with Atalanta. So they join us. Uh, they embrace our philosophy, our vision. And uh, obviously, in uh, conjunction with the uh, local, uh, with the uh, Australian curriculum and all this stuff, 
Mm-hmm. We want to just help the club to, to you know, to produce better player, better coaches, and better people. Just, okay. I, I, I think it was important to say because um, this is for us is a huge achievement. So um, we were excited. We're all excited to to start this journey with Adelaide City. So. Thank you very much, Paul. No Sorry worries. No, no, that's okay. Not a problem at all, Dom. Uh, well, I'm sure it'll be the first of many affiliations here in Australia. And uh, thank you very much for joining us. Much appreciated. Thank you. And thank you to everyone to listen to me. There we Ciao, go. Paul. Not a problem at all. There we go. Dom Ganjami on the line, joining us, chatting all things soccer and uh, and A-League and FFA and FIFA World Cup and Christian Volpato as well. We'll be back after this. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.